friends, Uncle Marv here with another episode of the Unhealthy Podcast. And this is the show where we try to take all those things in our life that are considered unhealthy and we turn them around and make them healthy from diet and exercise, mind, body, and spirit, anything that's going on that we can fix, we will fix. And this is my journey. And today, I have brought back Coach L, and we're going to talk about relationships and how to keep those happy. Coach, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. All right. So uh, when we last spoke, we basically gave everybody an overview of, of what you do. We got a little bit into your history and how you got started. And right. the focus of what you do is help people get to and maintain healthy relationships. Yes, correct. All right. So in, in a terms of like somebody that just reaches out to you, what's the most typical scenario where somebody actually gets to the point where they need Coach L? Uh, I have different scenarios. I have clients who are in their 20s and they wanted to understand how to invite a new or a la- la- long-lasting life partnership in their life. I have clients who, in the middle of thinking about divorce or not, uh, they want to kind of make up their mind. I have clients who have been divorced for many, many years and now kind of looking to see uh, how they can invite the new life partner. So it's just dif- uh, people in different places right. of their life. All right. Now, have we gotten to a point in society where, you know, the values that we place on dating relationships, have you noticed a huge shift in recent years? I mean, I can talk about the, you know, everybody's energy is different. So <laughs> my energy and people that kind of uh, come to my side of the energy that I have uh, are the people who are really thinking about uh, what they want in their life and understand that the relationship that they had in the past or the relationship that they're they're looking to bring to their life is sustainable and how they can make it sustainable. Um, so I think people are more um, conscious uh, and like to make more conscious decisions now versus before. Uh, I had a client who called me the other day and I said, oh my God, I understand. I, mean, I did, I coached her last year and then she, you know, frequently she, I see her uh, every other month or, uh, and then she said, oh my God, I had such a huge eye opening. And I said, so what is it? I said, I realized that the biggest reason that I stayed uh, in my marriage for 30 some years was because I love the house <laughs> that, <laughs> that we lived in. And I said, so what do you think now? And he said, oh, you know what? Uh, because her relationship with the husband never worked out. But then um, she could see it totally vividly, openly today that that was the main reason that she stayed. And it wasn't because of that interaction or uh, what her needs were satisfied uh, emotionally. So it's interesting to see that, uh, you know, when you do the work, then 
everything else opens up and you understand the truth of your behavior or actions or and you understand your needs. You know, it's easy for people like us to look at celebrities who in a sense have that happen all the time. They're in love with the lifestyle or they're put in a situation where they're, you know, part of a, you know, tightly packed situation where they, they see each other all the time, eight, 10, 12 hours a day while they're shooting movies, they think they're in love. And then when they have to start to, you know, live with each other away from, from that movie set, it's like, oh, we're really not as compatible as we thought. But I can see where, yes, the, the trappings of lifestyle and, you know, staying together because of a house or, you know, God forbid the kids or something like that. Um, I could see that yes. happening. Yes. So, um, I mean, the calling in the one book and the coaching process of it, it just actually helps you understand who you are and what you want to bring to your life. And it just gives you that understanding of that interaction with yourself because it has to be in a space. You have to be in a space of understanding of what your needs are, what makes you happy. And um, this, the first step is that. So you asked me to talk about uh, how the process works. So I guess uh, today um, yeah. I coach my clients. Uh, I can go through it just. Okay. And if you have any questions, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's lay out what we're doing. So Coach Al and I are going to be spending a few weeks and we're going to be talking about relationships and she has on her website, I should probably have mentioned that earlier, hearttoheartcoaching.org and that is heart in the number two, uh, hearttoheartcoaching.org and there is a calling in the one that we are going to be focusing on and it is a program, like she said, that basically you know, puts us all in the position to understand, you know, putting aside our unhealthy experiences, identifying, you know, our own feelings and stuff. And normally this is what, a seven-week course that you teach? Yes, it's a seven. Yes, it's okay. a seven-week course. Um, and um, each week uh, we kind of concentrate. Um, I Give, I tell, I say these are the hard, uh, not the homework. It's a hard work, <laughs> and uh, they uh, read the book or the first chapter, the first step of the book. Or I'm actually putting together a, a group coaching program that everything is on videos that I'm going to put together, and it's going to come out on, uh, on end of October. So November first would be some. Uh, it would be available if anybody wants to join. All right. So we'll obviously yeah. get a link for that. But right now we're going to kind of get a little snippet of each of those courses. And so week one, I guess, is where we would be right now. And it's yes. uh, called Preparing for Love. Yes. So Preparing for Love. So the first, I guess, lesson, the first step that comes up is um, uh, in this Preparing for Love, we focus on preparing yourself internally for love, uh, which is me look at your past uh, baggages, wound, negative patterns that has come up repeatedly and has holding you back to bring that ideal life partner. 
So I encourage my clients to self-reflect and then release that limiting beliefs that has been holding them back about love and relationships. So the activities as uh, mostly is journaling, uh, looking at the past relationships. Then we practice forgiveness toward, you know, ourselves and others. And then we look at self-care and self-love practices. So this is kind of, these are the activities. So the week one consists of seven lessons. And um, I'm going to go briefly about each lesson. So Marv, if you have any question, uh, just let me know. So the first lesson is about expanding your capacity to love and be loved. And it's mainly uh, understanding what does the intimate relationship means to you today. Um, is it if you're required to open your heart and authentically and maintaining uh, your independence, but at the same time, stay true to opening your heart and being yourself, but inviting your new ideal partner. Um, that, so that sounds, on- that sounds pretty interesting to, to have somebody sit down and truly define what does intimacy mean to me? Uh, because of course the first thought is always going to be, well, I want somebody to be affectionate and somebody I'm compatible with, but part of me, you know, I'm older. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you how old I am. Um, but that's probably something I could not have done early in my life. Yes. Yes. So it's, I mean, it's understandable. Uh, and I would really invite the younger generation to look at what they need inside of themselves before they get involved. Right now, everybody's online and on their phone. So it would be interesting to see how they can reflect before they get into any uh, relationship. So it just basically, if you're looking at embracing uh, to be authentic in the relationship, including and uh, embracing your beauty, your failures, your flaws, anything, and then being able to share that with your partner and accept his or her flaws or failures or beauty, everything. Because relationship, it's not just all the good times. It has to, it has up and down. All right. And that's part of, so expanding capacity. First, you've got to know where you are and what you want, and then being Mm -hmm. able to accept what may come from the other person. Yeah. So it's, yeah, we have, actually I have some exercises to just open yourself up to fully give and receive love. So that's the exercise that we go through on that uh, first lesson. Okay. So lesson two, it's um, understanding that we are energetically connected to everyone and everything. Um, I mean, I, I have an example of one of the clients that I worked with. Uh, she was really kind of introvert into herself. And uh, so we talked about how can she embrace uh, and understand that she's really, her energy is kind of connected to other people. I said, you know, let's, uh, I asked her a question. I said, when you go, 
grocery shopping? Do you uh, look into people's eyes and just say hello when you're passing by the aisles? Uh, or you just like go in and just come out and <laughs> uh, because it's it can be that you will meet your partner just just buying milk or cheese or whatever. And she said, oh, no. I, and I said, why don't you, I invite you to just try it this time that you go and just say hello. We don't have to open a conversation, but see the reaction of the other person when you say hello and you smile. And that the, that energy that should have just kind of goes in and out, just look at that. And it was interesting. She did that. I said, oh, my God, I can't believe I tried the first time. She couldn't do it. And then the second time, she really put herself out there. And she said, yes, it was a, such a great feeling when the other person smiles and says hello. So, the, you know, that that's one of the exercises. That's something that uh, you can do and see how it the energy flows that you connected with everything and everybody. All right. So now on the flip side of that, for people that are the extroverts and are naturally open to engaging with people, for those people, when they think that, oh, I can't find the one, what's wrong with me? I mean, what's the kind of an exercise for for that side? (laughs) Uh, Maybe there would be a a way that they can like sit down and understand and listen, communicate. And part of communication is listening. So when somebody is very talkative, somehow then they don't listen what the other person is saying deeply. So I invite them to, you know, sit back and just kind of consciously say, okay, I'm going to listen deeply of what the other person is talking about. And if I don't understand what the meaning of what is she's saying, then I would say, you know what? I couldn't quite understand this part of it. Can you kind of explain to me what does that mean to you? And maybe I understand it for me. And it will just kind of that conversation will flow more easily and then your energies will go kind of hand in hand all right so understanding our connection to other people through our energy through our actions through our communications Um, you actually made the comment about uh, the girl walking down the aisle there's got to be that uh, verbal and nonverbal communication as well yes exactly um so I just, I invite my clients to kind of open their self up and uh, kind of uh, to con- consciously generate a feeling of connection uh, and care with all of those that are around them. It's, and it can, it can be your neighbor. It can be your friend, uh, your student, your husband, your wife. I mean, that generosity of compassion attentiveness can start a more deeper connection with the other person. Okay. What's the next step? So next step is uh, lesson three is accessing the power uh, to manifest a miracle. So basically it's getting into a place of possibility of where you can actually imagine yourself 
in a happy, healthy, loving relationship. Um, and then we basically we look at those patterns that have stopped you, that it, it looks that love is impossible uh, for you. And it's the questions comes up that, oh, you know what? Uh, uh, love is kind of never for me. Uh, I was in a relationship or in the, pa- in the past or, you know, the childhood traumas comes up that um, I was, my brother always kind of uh, hurt me. <laughs> I was abandoned. I was abused, you know, uh, all that stuff comes up and then we go through it one by one. And then it's, I had clients who went through, did meditation, they went to therapists and for years and years, but it didn't open up. They couldn't op- open up themselves to invite that love to their life. They were just always in that space of, I am the victim. Uh, but in order to access the power of manifesting that miracle is we have to step back and see the pattern clearly and begin to see how the pattern is actually happening to us and not to us. Like when you say, I'm always alone, nobody chooses me. Um, I have, I can give you an example. Uh, If you're the one that uh, think that you're always alone, nobody chooses you and you always stay stay home, you don't want to interact. Let's look at it. Let's look at your pattern. So if you're the one who gets invited and like 90% of the time you say no and you don't go or there is some classes that you wanted to take, but you just don't go to those classes or there's stuff that you you need to get yourself involved, but you don't do it. So, and then you say, oh, I'm always alone. I was one of them. I was one of them. <laughs> I always thought that I'm always alone. But when you open yourself up and you start, uh, like, for, for example, when I took a class, I promised myself that I'm going to raise my hand. This is many years ago. Raise my hand, ask questions. So this way I would get more people asking me questions after class. And then I will become, uh, have more friends and have more interactions. And it just kind of has effect coming up after that. Hmm. So as you're, as you're going through that and you're talking about the thoughts that we have that might be holding us back, is it, is it the manifesting that is the hardest part or is it believing that it's a miracle the hardest part? The, Hardest part is understanding that those incidents happened 30, 20, 10 years ago and has nothing to do with today. And understanding that today you have the capacity, you have the, the meaning, the capacity, the way of being at your present moment. Right. And not that victim of the past. And then when you get to that space and understand that and you really embody it, then manifesting 
and bringing miracles to yourself, it becomes easier. Okay. Um, so in a sense, though, I'm, I'm trying to understand, to get to the point where you can manifest the relation happening, you still got to get rid of all the thoughts, whether they're 10 years ago, 30 years ago. Um, so in a sense, it looks like you don't get to those in lesson number one or two. So I guess I'm trying to understand how can you manifest something if you haven't dumped the baggage? So that's why we do self-reflection. So okay. it's, I mean, I give them, uh, there is a question that they can answer. Like, for example, what are your, what are the recurring patterns or behaviors in your past relationship that you recognize and, as negative? How have you, your actions, thoughts, or emotions contributed to these negative patterns? For example, if you get to a space and you're having a discussion and instead of leaving the room, when you get to a point that you cannot talk anymore or you get emotional, maybe the way would be, you know, I'm not able to process my emotions at the moment and I understand what you're talking about. But give me one hour, give me half a day, let me go for a walk, let me just kind of re reflect on this, and then can we talk about this in five hours or tomorrow or in an hour? And whenever you think that you'll be comfortable to talk about it, because people don't, they just kind of go ahead and just talk and talk and talk without even relaxing and understanding what the other person is talking about. Maybe it will be easier that he will self-reflect, reflect, she will self-reflect and then come back in four hours and talk about it again, process it. So that's part of it. Okay. All right. On to step four. <laughs> so, yes. So step four. Oh, I guess part of step three is also to look at your needs and emotions. Because a lot of times, uh, I'm actually given a sheet that has all this. I ask my clients, I said, what is your need in a relationship? They don't know. I mean, we have to kind of step by step. Is honesty a need for you? The partner has to be honest. Um, what is it that you, it's a non-negotiable needs that you have, that you want in a partner? you have to have that those clear. So I give them like uh, a sheet that they have to really think about and write down all the needs, uh, all the feelings that those needs kind of brings to them and embody those emotions and understand that these are the needs that they have. And then th they communicate that, you know, uh, if you're dating someone and at the beginning and say, you know, I, I honesty is very important for me. So, if anything that goes on, and if you're, please just be honest with me. That would be something that uh, you can talk about. That You're smiling. <laughs> I, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, there are seven lessons in part number one, and we've already got a lot of work 
that we're doing in terms yes, of. Uh, a, I mean, it's yes, it's self-reflection. So if you really want to have a partner uh, that's it's in your balance, in, it's in your space, then you have to know yourself and understand what your needs and uh, emotions are and befriend all, all those needs and emotions. Right. And it's a step by step. Yes, it's a lot of work, uh, but it goes fast and um, it's easy after a while when you read the book or when when we come back and we do uh, process it together with my clients, they're, they're very clear about what their needs are and what they want in a relationship. Not uh, at the beginning. <laughs> okay. So I have a question and it, I hope it doesn't take us too far off course, but... Do you do you have situations where people get to this stage and they're starting to reflect, they're starting to look at what they perceive their needs are? And do you ever get to a point where people are maybe not honest with what their wants and needs are or they just can't get to a point where they know what they want or need? They – I mean – I have uh, a sheet that uh, it's all the questions before even they become my client, they have to answer. And one of the uh, the promises is that to be honest to themselves. And if they want to uh, do the work, that means they have to be honest with yourself. And that's the key because uh, if they're not honest to themselves, why are we doing this work? All right. So yes. I promise to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, it gets, um, I don't know how to explain it, but it's, it gets in a way that uh, people who come and really want to work on themselves and really bring that love to their life, they're in a place that they do want to change. And, uh, that's that's what happens. That they, that's their intention. The, uh, we're going to go to number four. That that's the okay. Intention. All right, let's let's move <laughs> along. Maybe my questions will be answered. So, so lesson four. Yeah. So lesson four is just uh, setting your intention. So uh, the intention would be that, like, I give you an example. My intention is to manifest a loving, kind. Um, communicative life partner to my life by or before, I don't know, December 2024, something like that. I usually give them, tell them to have some kind of a window of time. And um, because of their needs, then that, that intention will I want somebody communicative. I want somebody who's kind. I want somebody this, that. So then it will become clear. That would become my intention uh, of that partnership that I want to bring to my life. All right. So sounds like they need to have very precise intentions. Yes. I mean, then uh, the intentions can change. If you're go to the, I don't know, third week and say, oh, you know what? I want to add something. It happened that uh, we have some interactions. And I said, you know, remember, because that intention, every time that I meet with them, I read that intention. Because they, remember, your intention is this. Let's talk about it. 
And then we, when we talk about it, I said, okay, you know what? What we're talking about today, do you want to add something to your intention? They said, oh, yes, let's add this and that or minus this. It's something that it's a, it's a work in progress. Right. And I imagine that there are times where people will have an intention and realize that as they're pursuing this, okay, that probably was the wrong intention that I put down because that's not what's actually happening. <laughs> yes, they have seven weeks to modify it okay. and see where they want, what the intention should be. But usually we just start from the first week to think about the intention, especially when they know their needs. So they can kind of base it uh, on that, on their needs. Okay. Well, that step sounds pretty simple. Yes. Uh, I mean, there's practices and stuff on there too. So lesson five is honoring your needs for others. Um, so sometimes people think, you know what? I don't need anybody. Uh, I'm, I don't want anybody. I don't need anybody. But the, the actual truth about it is as human beings, we do need each other. We need to know that we belong, that we are valued, we are respected, and we are loved. So we made that clear in this part of the the journey. Go ahead. I have a question, but I, I, I don't want to jump in too early. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. So part of me thinks that there's a lot of people that probably are so focused on proving that they don't need somebody, but yet they want to be with somebody. So how does that get reconciled where, you know, I don't, you know, I'm trying to ask this politely because (laughs) there are a lot of people that say, I don't, you know, I don't need somebody, but I want somebody. Those are two different things that in my mind, almost can't coexist coexist together. So, yes, yeah, some people, um, you know, those are the people who are love avoidant. <laughs> okay. Because we do uh, need people in our lives. We, I mean, we just need to be with other human beings. It's just, we're not like a, after a day for me, after a day at home uh, on Zoom, I I would love to be sitting down and have a cup of coffee with a friend, or you know, just have a conversation. It's we as humans, we do need to be interactive. Mar, what do you think about that? Well, I, I we do. I mean, I know that there's times where I need alone time. But then, yes, I have yeah. to be with people, um, mainly because of work and mainly because of social interaction to have fun. You know, you got to be around people to have fun. Yet there's some fun you can have by yourself, but mm-hmm. most of the good fun is with other people. Uh, I've, I've heard that we're in a weird time because, you know, in years past, we always had the idea of community where – you know, the community provided for some of our needs of companionship. And now we are in a world where people are like, well, 
the person that's going to be with me is going to be my everything. And that's almost too much for one person. Right, right. I mean, uh, uh, truthfully, look at Instagram. Uh, there people have followers of millions. And I had a client, uh, in young, young man, that um, he was texting with this lady for like three months. And um, all of a sudden, uh, or like he would text and then she wouldn't answer for like I don't know, five days. And he was, uh, so in our interaction, he said, oh, uh, he was upset. That why, and I said, so what is your need in a relationship? And he said, Oh, I want to go have dinner and have, <laughs> have lunch or have coffee with my, uh, with my significant other. That's, I said, okay. So let me ask you this question. So this past, when she didn't answer you for five days and it just has been three months going the same way, did you ask her to have, let's go have dinner or let's have, have coffee? And he said, Oh, the, he, she leaves. I don't know, three hours away. And I said, I understand. Uh, then another question is, why would you think that you want to be with someone who lives, I don't know, a thousand miles away from you or 500, 500 miles away from you? And when I asked that, his eyes like opened up <laughs> and it was like, I said, yes. Yeah, so what is your need in a relationship? Is it be your need is to see that person once a day, once a week, twice a week, uh, talk to them on the phone a couple of times a week to start that interaction. So these are the things that you have, we have to understand. Uh, some people like to see their significant others or they're, they're starting a relationship once a week. Some people, oh, I wanted to see you every day after like, you know, a month. So it just depends and it has to be mutual. So it will, so it will work eventually. I'm surprised somebody that's on Instagram waited for five days. It's usually if somebody <laughs> doesn't respond in five minutes, they're, <laughs> they're going berserk. Oh, it was texting. It was texting. Texting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is that, yes, it's just the, the interactions on Instagram. It's like fast and there's thousands of people, but then, when you want to have a, a relationship, a love relationship, even a friendship. So, okay, I see my friend once a month, we go have lunch and we talk about everything. So then that's a friendship that you want. So it's all about your needs. All right. I'm just making a note here. I want to come back to this another time, talking about the difference between online versus offline. That's <laughs> okay. a, a weird little world for us right now. So, yes, yes. All yes. right. So lesson five, honoring your need for others. Yes. So lesson six um, is cultivating a vision of love fulfilled. So this is like, like imagining uh, what kind of relationship you want. So I invite my clients to... Uh, do some meditation and like visioning about how the relationship, uh, what kind of relationship they want, how does it look, how does it feel. So we go through that exercise uh, or sometimes a vision board. So it will become more and more understandable of 
exactly what they're looking for. And then they they feel it. That's it. This is something that uh, feels good for me. And that's how uh, everybody has their own ways of knowing what they want in their life. Okay. So this kind of feels like it's an extension of lesson three, where you talk about manifesting a miracle. This is making that more concrete. Is Does that sound fair? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's step by step. Exactly. So we work, work through it like one by one to get the space of understanding exactly what we are looking for. Um, then the last lesson seven, it's basically getting, uh, let's see, what does it say? Preparing your home for love, making the space for love. So a lot of times um, I say, I ask my clients, okay, so in your living room, do you have one in like one chair? <laughs> or uh, so imagine if your partner is coming to visit, where is he or she is going to sit? So understanding that, you know, you're opening your home and yourself and preparing yourself to bring that person to your life. So have two, two chairs, table. I mean, even um, you went to, uh, in the book talks about uh, how to prepare your bedroom for somebody to come and uh, be with you. So you're just opening or like your closet if you have a space that you can dedicate for for the person that is coming to your life, just looking at the space every day when you're picking your uh, outfit for work or you know to go out, then say, so, okay, you know what? So your mind is kind of preparing your yourself to bringing that person to your to your life. I imagine that that would tend to expand more than just, you know, the physical space. You're talking about, you know, how you interact in terms of maybe picking up the person in a car instead of a motorcycle or or, or something like that, right? Yes, if your car can sit two people (laughs) comfortably. Well, I mean, you know, some people like the tiny little sports cars and, you know, you want to be comfortable uh, when you're going out and stuff, or like you said, having a space, you know, for somebody else on a regular basis, you know, having, you know, a love seat and a couch, something bigger, something bigger than a twin bed. Yes, exactly. So it's just like preparing yourself in uh, your house uh, to invite that person to your life. So it's just step by step and you look at it. It's, I mean, it's amazing how people, when we go through these uh, steps, uh, at the end, they're smiling. At the beginning, they're just like, oh, my God, no, uh, none of my relationships has worked. But then step by step, when they understand what's going on and they open themselves up to invite love to their life, uh, they even that person is not there yet, but they can see it. So I imagine that part of the difficulty is trying to imagine the space before you even have somebody to imagine in that space. Do you do you find that people have that difficulty? Um, no. So we we do we do exercises together. 
So one of the exercise, exercises that I do is uh, the homework is to uh, imagine if you're with your beloved, how does it feel like? How does it taste like? How does it, you know, all that emotions. And then when we're together, we do the exercise together and I invite them to close their eyes and imagine uh, to be with that person. And uh, as I said, at the beginning, they're, they're just looking at me or they're not, but there's no emotions. But at the end, when they imagine that person with them and the feelings are there, they're smiling. Wow. And this is all week one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so seven lessons in week one, starting with expanding capacity uh, all the way through step seven, preparing your home or space for love. That's uh, that's a lot. But by the way, there is, I mean, that's why for uh, uh, calling in the one, I recommend 12 uh, weeks because sometimes, especially uh, week, uh, lesson three, <laughs> week three is a little bit more deeper. Okay. So, yes. So that's why um, they can have more time. Uh, we can meet every two weeks so they can do all the lessons or we have uh, I invite them to do 12 sessions instead of seven. All right. So we have flown through what would be week one or so of calling in the one, the process of, well, this sounds basically like it's really self-discovery. Exactly. And, and exactly. Figuring yes. ourselves out, understanding and learning how to manifest the life that we truly want and desire and uh, yeah, and Marv, uh, for pe each individual person is different, and it's understanding that uh, exploring and loving yourself first, caring for yourself first. I had a client that uh, I gave him the mirror work, so every morning I invited him to look at look into his eyes and tell himself that I love you, and he couldn't do it for the first few weeks. He had a hard time. Uh, but eventually, slowly, slowly, he could do it. So it just, I mean, how, if you don't love yourself and you don't know what your needs are, how can you bring the other person to your life and love them? Hmm. All right. Well, folks, there you have it. This is uh, <laughs> coming to the end of our first session. We're going to be doing uh, all seven parts of this, which could be a 12-week course. And if you are interested already, you can head over to hearttoheartcoaching.org. There is a tab for calling in the one. You can book a call and talk to Coach L and find out more or just tune in to our future episodes as we dig a little deeper into this and uh, get you through the entire process so you know what it is that you're doing. But I actually offer, I'm sorry, Marv, I'm actually offered a 30-minute complimentary call so we can talk about it and see if you have any other questions. All right. Well, Coach, I appreciate your time today and look forward to our next Thank session. And uh, we'll keep doing these. And I like the quote on your website that says that miracles happen when you open your heart. Yes. So Thank you. that's what we'll do, folks. That's going to do it for this episode of the Unhealthy Podcast. Join us again where we have Coach L back on and we get into lesson two 
which will be completing your past. And we'll be back with that soon. Until then, I hope you guys have fun. But this is a show where we hope that we help you to live healthy and be happy. See you next time.